guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to talk a little bit about back testing and choosing how many profit targets to take. But before we hop into today's episode, I want to say a big thank you for all the support you have given. Um, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave the podcast a rating and a review. That is the best way you can support what we're doing here, the best way you can help us grow this podcast. And speaking of growing this podcast, we're going on what? year three right now, almost at episode 500. And it's pretty cool. As you guys can imagine, I get a lot of questions uh, every day, not just from the traders that I work with personally, but from random traders, aspiring traders on the internet. And what's pretty cool about doing this podcast and doing it for so many episodes and so many years is that it really becomes like a reference guide instead of writing a a long drawn out email or for you guys that hit me up on Twitter where we're limited in the amount of uh, characters we can respond with. um, It's very easy just to kind of go back through the, um, the Rolodex, I guess you can say, go back through the the catalog of podcast episodes, shoot you guys a link and boom, it answers your question. So that was the plan originally to, to have something not to get too morbid after I die that can continue to educate and help people. Um, and it's pretty cool that this is becoming that reference guide for many of you guys. Now, I've been talking to a few traders recently about profit targets and, and one trader is a... I don't want to say a newer trader because he's been with us for a while, but um, still a newer trader in the sense of his education, uh, meaning where he's at in, in, in the program. He's going through the training courses. He hasn't gotten to trade picking a strategy, trade plan development, backtesting, all of that stuff. And I've also been speaking to a more advanced trader who is going through the backtesting process right now and has questions about multiple target taking. So I think it's going to be a cool episode because no matter what type of level of trader you're at, it should uh, be relatable in some sense. Now, the trader, the newer trader, was asking a lot about how many targets should I take? Why is two targets better than one target? Why is one target better than two target? And I want to set the record straight. And I know you hear different things on the internet. I know there are people out there that say you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. One in, one out is the way to go, which means one target, take everything off at a single position. Others will say, no, you got to hold a position on there and and ride the trend and trail stops. And that's going to be the better way. Like most things in trading, like strategies and even like money management strategies to a sense, um, there is no best way. There are so many variables that are going to come into play when deciding what's the best way for you. And what I told this trader was that there's no possible way right now because he was asking, well, it sounds to me like taking target, two targets is going to be better. It sounds to me like taking one target is going to be this. And at this point in your trading, right, there's no possible way that this trader could know. The only way you can know what is going to be the best way to optimize and maximize your performance is when you have the numbers right in front of you and that way you can compare. And this is that whole magic backtesting thing, right? Whether you are backtesting manually, which I recommend, whether you are backtesting um, you know, automated, you run it through a system and it, it, it shoots out the numbers for you, you can't make any decision on what is the best way to trade until you have done that. So it is pointless to not 
necessarily, I don't want to say pointless to think about it, but it's pointless to jump to any conclusions. Because what's going to happen when you backtest, right? You're going to have your stats, right? You're going to have your backtested ideas of whether it's a single target position, a secondary target position, a, a, a third target position. What we preach to our traders before the backtesting process is to kind of think about all of the questions that you might have as a trader uh, uh, as far as stops, as far as targets, as far as entries and test all of them at once and that way you can make a comparison now once you make that comparison obviously if something is not profitable you want to eliminate it but let's say you have different ways of approaching it that are both profitable you have a single target that's profitable you have a multiple target that's profitable like an extended target for example if you want to figure out what is going to be the best route for your system all it takes is crunching the numbers it is literally as easy as looking in a column looking at your target one profitability looking at your target two profitability looking at your th target three profitability and seeing which has the higher number right because the highest number is going to be the most profitable system to take now with that being said it doesn't mean it has to be the one that you should take and, and what i mean is this right in my experience, um, I think the best way to be a consistently profitable trader is to trade within your means, right? Obviously, that goes from a financial standpoint as well. Not you know, not over overly uh, you know over risking um, and, and having too much exposure to the market, so that it's easier for you to go broke. But also playing into what can you personally deal with as far as a win percentage, right? Many of the top traders of all times have win percentages of below 40%, below 30%, right? But just because they were able to be successful doing so, it doesn't mean that you will, right? I know that me personally, right? And and it's a, that number probably stretched out now that I'm more experienced and I'm more kind of numb to the markets and I know what to expect, but I don't think I can operate with a 30% hit rate, right? I don't think I can operate being right only three out of every 10 trades on, on 30 out of every 100 trades, right? Those are a lot of losses. And, and although I understand that losses are part of the game, I understand that I need to trust my system, I need to trust myself, it's it's still pretty hard to deal with, right? I, I always think of like the, the Muhammad Ali, George Foreman um, boxing match where he stood into the corner and he just got, you know, hit, 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 hit and let George Foreman tire, tire himself out before striking back, right? Losses are the same ways, right? Every time we take a loss, you know, although we know it's part of the strategy, we know it's supposed to happen, let's be honest, it doesn't feel good, does it? Right. Can any of you guys take a loss and be like, yeah, I just lost. That feels great. Right. No, nobody's like that. And I think I'm the probably the 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 closest to least emotional as possible in real life, but in trading as well. And it still hurts me. Right. It doesn't it doesn't hurt me in a sense where I'm going to make uh, I'm going to react and make an emotional mistake. I'm not going to revenge trade or anything like that. But it's like a little jab to the face where it doesn't knock me out. But it's, I know I'd rather not take it. Um, so the more losses that you have to take before you get that win, those are more jabs and jabs and jabs. And although a singular jab to the face may not hurt you, we're so violent this episode, <laughs> a single jab to the face may not hurt you. When you get repeatedly hit to the face, it's going to start to wear on you to the point where maybe you want to deviate from your game plan. So you got to figure out what that threshold for you is and understand that the most profitable system may not be the best system for you. At the same time, if we go back to the, the three columns, right, a, a target one, a target two, and target three, just using a random example, here's the deal. 
if target two and target three, let's put it this way, right? If target three doesn't outproduce target two, there is no point in taking target three. If target two doesn't outproduce target one, there's no point in taking target two. So target twos and target threes and target fours, whatever it will be, it has to outperform the previous target. If not, you are leaving money on the table. So if you're doing back testing and you're, you're testing a two target system, a one target and a two target, and your target two is not greater than your target one, don't even consider trading it, right? Only take your one in, one out. The only time you want to consider trading multiple targets is if you're able to generate more profit by taking more targets. But again, at the same time, we wanna maintain that balance. So you wanna bring in more profit, but you also wanna stay within that, that, that realm of comfort, right? It sounds weird, we're always talking about breaking out of your comfort zone, but that realm of trading comfort so that you can actually execute it in real life. Because I can tell you what's gonna happen, right? And it works both ways. Your target two is gonna have a lower win percentage than your target one. And what's going to happen is every time your target two is hit, you're going to say, oh, man, if I would have just taken this out at target one, I would have had this amount. Right. If you assume that you're splitting it in half and let's say your target two is always double your target one. If target one was 50 pips um, and you're looking for target two, which would be 100 pips. Right. And, and you miss it. Now, all of, your, all of a sudden you're saying, man, I could have just taken a full position out at target one and had 50 pips more. Right. And once again in a, a, a single kind of uh, a single trade, it, it may not be a big deal, but imagine that over time, over time, right? Leaving or feeling like you're leaving profit on the table is something that can wear on you. And the more it wears on you, the more likely you are to make a psychological mistake. And once you start making psychological mistakes, you deviate from your plan. And once you deviate from your plan, you start going backwards in your equity curve. So that is something to consider. So I got completely off track with what I, I never really have a game plan for these podcasts, but I had an idea of where I was going. But for the newer trader out there who's kind of deciding between target ones and target twos and, and trying to come up with a set decision right now, you don't need to do it, right? Try different things out based on your strategy. Don't feel a need to do a certain targets, but try different things out based on your strategy. Do your eye test, do the normal pre-back testing test that we always talk about. And then once you hit your real back testing up, make sure you keep track of all the possibilities. And then once you have those numbers, you'll be able to go through them and have your answer, or at least be able to crunch the numbers in a sense where you can make a decision and, and find the answer that best suits you. Now, I have a trader, the the more experienced one, he had a, a pretty interesting question. He said, Akil, I tested target ones and target twos, and I basically got the same result between both. Not, not exactly the same to a pip, but basically they're in the same range. So if I'm doing an A-B test between target ones and target twos, and they both give me the same result, is there anything else I should look into? Should I look at into... Um, which one gives me the lowest drawdown? Should I look into which one gives me the smoothest equity curve? And my answer is yes. Now, already I can tell him that what I would do is I would only take target once, right? And But the two things he mentioned are key, right? Because if you've been following the Trading Coach podcast and, and, and the videos, I don't know if I did a video of this on YouTube, but I did the, the, the How to Build a Forex Strategy uh, series. Um, we talked about the equity curve, at least for me, is the most important part of the back test, right? Profitability is great, but 
I don't want to just see the end number. I want to see the path that it took to got there, to get there, right? Because if I do, uh, you know, if I have a backtesting result and it said I had a 60% year, right? That's fantabulous. I'd love a 60% year. But if I had to take a 50% drawdown to get to that 60% year, that's not something I want to trade in real life because it's not it's not worth the risk. I would much rather have a strategy that has a 30% year. Yeah, I said it halves, halfsies, right? I'd much rather have a strategy that has a 30% year and a 5% drawdown than a 60% year and a 50% drawdown. Why? Because, well, with a 60% year, that's great. But there's a much greater chance of me blowing everything or, or even if I don't blow everything, um, needing to reduce my position size to a, a point where I'm not going to be able to get the returns that I want once I hit that hot streak. If I have a lower drawdown, what it does is it allows me to be more aggressive with my money management, right? So because my drawdown is low, there's a very slim chance, if, if any chance at all, of me blowing my account or me getting to a a point where I have to reduce my position size. Therefore, I could be even more aggressive with my position sizing strategy and increase returns that way. So when I throw that, when I throw those numbers into my money management spreadsheet, I can easily take that 30% return and turn it into a 60% return and still, you know, maybe I double the drawdown. Even if I double the drawdown, that's still 10% to get 60 instead of 50% to get 60, if that makes sense. So for me, the, the equity curve is the most important thing. So looking at how or if it affects your max drawdown is important. Looking how or if it affects your equity curve is important as well. But I can tell you this. Typically, if you're taking one target, you're probably going to have a smooth equity curve, right? Because when you take one target, right, you're in and out. You're in and out. You're making your money and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're making your money or blah, blah, blah. With the two target system, typically your secondary your, your secondary target is going to make up for some of the losses, right? So you're going to see some, uh, some slightly bigger dips in your equity curve because there are going to be periods where not only do you lose, but you hit on only target one, but not target two. So you, you don't get the kind of the extension that you would normally get if you took everything off the same target. But then when you do hit target two, you're going to get those big, those big streaks up. So it's going to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say erratic, like it's in a, in a negative sense, but it's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a choppier equity curve, meaning the swings are going to be a little bit bigger. With a one-in-one-out approach only taking target one, it's probably going to be a slightly smoother curve. Again, it's going to de- you know it's going to depend on your strategy. That that's going to be the biggest thing. If you're someone that takes you know a twenty-trade losing streak, if you're a very streaky trader, you do something like that, your equity curve is going to be nasty no matter what. So it really depends on more than you know what I'm saying. It, it depends on your strategy as a whole. But just to kind of give you some experience from you know my personal testing, that's typically how it is with me. But if all else is equal, right? Going back to the conversation we had earlier, I think the smart thing to do is take target one just because you you, you will keep yourself sane. Target one is going to hit at a higher rate than target two, right? Your win percentage of target one is going to be higher than your win percentage of target two. And we can't underestimate the power of a win percentage. A, a win percentage, and I always say win percentage doesn't matter because I don't want to say you need a 90% win percentage, but you need enough not to get discouraged. And, and trading in in reality is, is, a, is really, it's a game of survival. It's a game of how long can you trust yourself? How long can you trust your system before you get discouraged and make a mistake? And that's what the market tries to do. It tries to bait you into making mistakes and boom, as soon as you make that mistake, you're done. So it really is a test of your dedication to your, your system. 
And the better mind state that you can stay in, right? And you come into the market each and every day in a better mind state, the better chance you have of executing your system without flaws. And the more you can do that, the more likely you are to stay on track with whatever your projected profitability is. So I do value a win percentage in in that fashion. It doesn't have to be 80, 90%. I think that's ridiculous to be honest with you. But again, 50% may make you feel good. 30% may be that limit. So if you have a chance to get the same results, but get more uh, more positive feedback, I guess you could say, versus more jabs to the face, I think you take the positive feedback because it's going to allow you to be more confident in yourself, confident in your plan, keep a better trading mind state, and ultimately you know, not F up your system for lack of a better term. So interesting conversations about targets. Again, if you can take a few takeaways from this episode, newer trader, don't worry about making any decisions until you do your back testing. Have your numbers in front of you. Once you have your numbers in front of you, I guarantee they will answer any question you have about trading and how to maximize any or all aspects of it. And two, if you have to make a decision between one and two targets, taking the one that is more profitable isn't always the right answer. The right answer is finding that mesh point where you could be as profitable as possible, but also stay as psychologically as strong as possible. Because remember, your you know your trading plan is pointless if you can't consistently execute it day in and day out.